0: Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca.
1: We're on. Good. Well, why don't we stand and let's pray together as we launch into the service today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we thank you that it changes us. Give us a hunger for your word. Give us a hunger to dig deep in, look for the hidden treasure in your word, Father, for it is transformational and we love your word more than silver and gold. I ask that you'd speak to us today and all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Well, God is good and as, uh, as I was titling this message, I just called it, Wow 2020. And I think, I think it's because God's really opening my eyes and... Um, over the last couple of years, there's a couple of themes that God has been speaking to my heart that I've preached on, and I think we're going to see a culmination of these three or four things coming together in 2022, which is going to really become part of our vision as a church and what we're doing, all right? We're already there. We're already moving in a direction, but how many know God is about to do a powerful thing through his church? Can I hear an amen? amen. And one of the things the Lord spoke to me back in 2019, he said, I want you to be a voice and not just an echo. Be a voice, and and not an echo. And so it's so easy to echo everything we hear, echo, uh, you know, some of the crisis we've been through, some of the situations we're going through. But um, when John the Baptist came, he came, and he was a voice of one crying in the wilderness, "Prepare the way of the Lord." And I think as a church, we need to be crying, uh, "Prepare the way of the Lord." We need to be preparing people's hearts with the truth of the gospel in the midst of crisis. Amen? And you might say, well, I'm in the midst of my own crisis. I'm going through my own trial. I'm going through my own tough time right now. But I want to assure you of this one thing. God spoke to me years ago. He says, if you take care of my house, I'll take care of yours. And so even in the midst of your own crisis, in the midst of your own trials, and the things you're going through, make, it, make a determination in your heart in 2022 that in the midst of it, I'm going to be a voice for the Lord in the midst of a crooked generation. And as you become a voice and you talk to that neighbor or you reach out to that um, co-worker, as you begin to minister and be a voice for the Lord, he'll take care of all your situations, all of your kingdom. Amen? So I want to encourage you with that. So that was one of the things the Lord spoke to me. The other thing the Lord spoke to me very strongly in the last year uh, is in regard to God's expectation uh, for his people. And we have made Christianity, Christianity has become about much learning, and how many know learning is good, right? We need to study. That's actually going to be our next point, but learning is good, but, uh, you know, I I was actually online, and I made a comment about six months ago about some doctrinal error in something that was being preached on a podcast or whatever, Uh, and I was very loving. I didn't do it as a critical spirit. I said, I just kind of hit this point, and I had hate mail come back at me. I don't know if anyone has ever had that experience. I said, no, 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 I respect the minister. I just don't agree with this. And this is why this scripture doesn't interpret to the context and whatnot. And we make it all about learning. We need to learn. We need to learn. We need to learn. But one of the things the Lord showed me uh, is in Matthew chapter 25. At the judgment seat, at the end of the age, the Bible says Jesus will separate, the angels will come and separate the sheep from the goats. And, and, and so he looks at the sheep, and he doesn't say to the sheep, um, you've got all your doctrine right. You went to church faithfully every week. You lived a righteous life. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He didn't say that. What he said to them is, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me, right? When I was sick, you visited me, and and, and, and they said to him, Lord, when did we see you? We, you're in heaven, we're on earth. Like, when did we ever come in contact with you? And Jesus said, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Amen? And so, what was basically happening here, we're learning that um, it wasn't what they learned or what they did. It was the fact that they were serving Jesus. Amen? Amen? And so there's four growth principles for 2022. We'll bring up our PowerPoint. The first one is to be a church that is serving Jesus by taking care of people. And so when we were deciding back in 2019, should we take on Catherine's Kitchen? Should we do that? The Lord spoke to my heart very strongly. Look at Matthew 25. I began to realize that Jesus isn't going to judge us based on how much we know or whether or not we believe divine healing is for today. And it is, by the way. But all of those things are secondary. He's going to judge us based on did we live like Jesus and did we love like Jesus? Did we take care of people that needed help? And that was big in helping us decide as an eldership team if we were going to take on Catherine's Kitchen, which we did, and uh, Paulette will share a bit about some of the fruit that's come out of that ministry itself, right? Right? So the first thing is that to be a church that is serving Jesus by taking care of other people, okay? The second one is this, okay? To be a church growing in our knowledge of the spirit realm, okay? Now, now this, is, this is important because, um, because we do need deeper knowledge. We need to study, okay? Not for the entrance to heaven because we're saved by faith in Christ, right? but for our survival. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. How many know there's an invisible kingdom that is fighting against the kingdom of God? And we need to be aware of the enemy's devices. We need to understand the principles of God so that we can fight the good fight of faith. And so the more we get into the work, the better we can survive as agents and ambassadors for God. And so it's important that we go deeper. And I want to give you an example from Scripture of why It's important to go deeper. Now, Job chapter 1, verse 8 to 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and shuns evil. So God is calling Job a blameless and a sinless man. Isn't that awesome? If you're in Christ today, you're blameless and sinless. Isn't that awesome? We're covered by his righteousness. But this is before the cross, and God himself is saying, you know, this, this, you know, this Job, he's, he's just, he's got it together. Let's go on to the next verse. Then the Lord, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? Have you blessed the works of his hand and the possessions have increased in the land? But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord answered Satan and said, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now, it's important to know in the New Covenant, and we'll be talking about this in the weeks to come, in the New Testament, Satan can come before the Lord as an accuser to accuse you. But he can't come... And ask for your possessions or to put sickness on you. Because God will say, oh, at the cross, I gave authority to the believers to keep you under their feet. Amen? So the church is out to destroy the works of the devil. So we can learn from the principles of Job, but we can't relate to Job in that sense. Sermon for another day. So therefore, you know, that's why we do Highway to Wholeness and all these things. is because we need to learn. We have to grow in our knowledge of God. All right. So as I was reading this, I'm I'm realizing now that so so God and Satan have a conversation. Now, all of a sudden, through the book of Job, Job is praying and he's he's saying, Lord, why are you sticking me with your arrows? And why are you cursing me? And why are you causing me to have nightmares? And why are you doing this and this and this? And would you it's my sin and my iniquity? Uh, Would you cleanse me? He's 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 having this conversation with God. But here's the thing. As I was reading through Job, and I got to chapter 6 and 7, the commentator said something very powerfully that spoke to me here in my study Bible, and it, this is what he said. Sometimes we're trying to make sense of a scenario, but we're missing an essential piece of information. Okay, In Job's case, that there was, he thought there was something going on between God and him when really there was something going on between God and Satan, and he was stuck in the middle. And so what Job didn't understand is that there was an enemy to him being Satan, who was in a battle with God, and he was stuck in the middle, that he was a righteous man. And it would have changed the context of the whole book of Job. Job would have prayed different. The book would have been a lot shorter. (laughs) Amen. Amen. It would have changed the context of everything. But he was missing that one vital piece of information. And that's what I find as a church. God has called us, and that was our second point, if we can bring it up again, is that we need to be a church going deeper in the knowledge of the spirit realm, understanding the ways of God, understanding the strategies of the enemy, so we can can win in the battle. Can I hear an amen? Okay? So this is what God is calling us to. The third is this, to be a church that's nourished through serving. Um, very important. And I, I did a couple sermons in 2021 talking about Jesus, and he went to the well. The woman at Samaria, you know, uh, you know the story. And his disciples came and said, hey, you know, we brought, we brought some cheeseburgers. Are you hungry? And he said, my, my, you know, my mix, right? And he said, no, no, I, I have food that you do not know of. In other words, I have nourishment that you don't know about. And that nourishment is to do the will of my Father in heaven. And just as you sit here and receive the word, that brings nourishment. When you worship, it brings nourishment. When you spend time in the presence of God at home, it brings nourishment. But there's a nourishment that can only come through serving the Lord and doing the work of the Father. How many know it's not enough to just receive, you have to give? And I've had people come and say, you know, the worship used to be so awesome, the preaching was awesome a year ago, but the anointing has left. Well, really, and I said, "Well, are you serving in any capacity?" No. Well, why don't you try serving in this area? They begin to serve and they come back and say, "Pastor, I feel refreshed. The anointing came back." Are you spending more time in prayer? No. You're spending time doing what God has called you to do. Sometimes we look for nourishment in all the wrong places. Can you hear hear what I'm saying? All right. And so God God is God is calling us to be a church that's that's being nourished through serving. Okay, um, Through prayer, working for our Father in heaven, because Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And so in 2022, you're going to hear this saying a lot. This is the slogan we talked about. And then, oh yeah, the last one, to be a church that prays more. Amen? Because God is calling us to pray more. Say, pray more. Pray right? more. right? The more we pray, the more we spend time in the presence of God, um, the more we're going to see breakthrough in our families the more we're going to see the kingdom of god established in our communities right prayer is the engine that drives the church without it we die and so there's going to be a lot of actually next week i'm going to start a series on prayer and we're going to start even in the book of job and it's going to be great i'm really excited about it okay but we need to be a church that prays more and um you're going to hear this you're going to hear this in 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 2022 a lot this this uh this saying, receive one, serve one, give one. So he said, what does that mean? Well, I talked about this a little bit uh, before before Christmas. One of the reasons we went to two services is because we wanted to create an atmosphere for people to come and to receive from the Lord by sitting and just receiving. And then once a month, making a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to serve in some capacity, whether so it's another words, I'm going to come to the first service and the second service, I'm going to greet people at the door, or I'm going to go help Christine with the kids ministry. Or I'm going to go and help with the youth. I'm going to do something I'm going to serve once a month, right? Because I want us to be a healthy church that's nourished in all those areas. And then when we want to plant churches in a few years, it's not just going to be because you got a not-so-bad preacher. It's going to be because the whole body's working together to build the kingdom. Can I hear an amen? That's the plan. So So we want to receive one, serve one, and give one. Say it with me. Receive one, serve one, and give one. Because, you know, in church circles, we hear this saying that 10 to 20% of people do 100% of the work. What if we create a culture where 90%, okay, we got to leave 10% for new believers, right? 90% of the church is doing all the work, and it becomes light, and everybody's serving, and nobody burns out because we're just busy. And when we grow and grow and grow, we just duplicate and start churches in Frankfurt and Belleville and Brighton. Why? Because the whole body of Christ is moving together to serve God. Isn't that awesome? And so, yeah, you can clap. You go ahead and clap. There you go. So, receive one, serve one, give one. Now, the give one is we're going to ask you guys once a month to ask the Holy Spirit how you can give towards Catherine's kitchen. Uh, you know, Paulette's going to share in a few minutes. How many people we served in, in 2021, and uh, we need uh, if say for example if you go into the grocery store get an extra can of carrots and peas and donate it once a month. You, you know tin foils on sale, grab an extra thing of tin foil and donate it so that we can keep our pantry full, so we can feed the hungry. So you get get to be part. So in Matthew chapter 25, you stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I gave tin foil <laughs> on January 22nd. I gave carrots and peas to the church, and I'll say, enter into the joy of your Lord. (laughs) Amen? What a bargain. (laughs) So this morning, thank you for being patient. I'm trying to save my voice because you know what? Someone says, how are you doing the other day? I said, you know what? I said, I'm under construction by the Holy Ghost. It's not up for discussion or debate. God's working in me. I'm getting my lungs back fully. So what I wanted to do today is just take a few minutes to allow uh, we're going to start with Paulette, who's now on staff, who's going to help us organize, get this thing moving, the uh, receive one, serve one, give one. If you want to come and share, and we're going to have our leaders just take a few minutes to share the vision for 2022.
0: So excited about this new season that God has for us. Well, 2020, it's quite the year. Catherine's Kitchen did some amazing things in helping reach out to our community and people in the community, and I'm so excited because you guys all played a role in this in helping out. And I think of Charlene, who's our assistant uh, director of the program. I think of Ron, who helps with our volunteers and gets all of that wonderful food cooked. And all the volunteers who come and just every week come and be here and meet the needs. It's good. Oh, yes, please. Yes. So let me throw some numbers at you and, and let this sink in. Last year, we served over 6,255 meals into this community. 6,000 meals came out of this place. (laughs) And it was done by volunteers who put in over 3,358 hours. Could you imagine if we had to pay for that? 3,000 hours? It's just staggering. And then I want to thank Lois who did, um, with our volunteers, the donation stations and out there in the cold. Yes, yes, I agree. A round of applause. <laughs> and then Kathy and Terry who did our adopt child program. And then all the volunteers who came and helped with our hamper program so that people would have hampers and toys and clothes. Um, during the Christmas season and we gave out over 281 food hampers this year so God is just moving 2022 what does it look like we've got lots of great ideas you're going to be hearing about a lot of the new programs for ATC you're going to be hearing some new things that's going on with Catherine's Kitchen and as you heard Pastor Travis receive one Come come on I, I want you guys to tell me. Receive one. You got it. You got it. That's, you're going to hear it a lot. I'm sorry to say, but you are. So how can you be a part of this? I'm looking for ambassadors. Ambassadors of ATC and Catherine's Kitchen and all our programs that we have going on. I want you sharing with your family, with your friends, with people in the community, your neighbors, I want them to know who at the crossroads is, Catherine's Kitchen, our kids ministries, our youth programs, our praise and worship, the list goes on and on and on. Because we as a community coming together can really, really make a change in this community and then take it outside of this community and take it even further. But it takes all of us together So you are going to be ambassador disciples going out and letting the world know who we are, what we're about, and why we exist, because not only do we want people to get saved through salvation, but we want to meet them where they are in the real moment of their need. And whatever that is, we want to be a part of it so that we, when we get to the other side, this pre-party was just the beginning of what's next. Bless you.
2: Awesome. So great stuff coming. Um, so, if, yeah, from my end, I just want to share a couple new things we're going to be starting up this year. Uh, so one thing is I'm planning on starting, hopefully within the next couple of weeks here, is a chemical and behavioral addiction support group. And, you know, we all have areas in our life where we, where we get stuck, right? And for those that are struggling with those different things, we're going to start up. Uh, it's just going to be a, a group where we're looking at certain things. You know, what are the triggers in your life? What can you do? How can you step those things out to overcome those things? You've maybe heard me say in the past, you know, you got to feel to heal. And the reason that is is because when you're feeling something, whatever you're feeling, you know, your behaviors and the things that you go to to try and cope in life are going to follow that. And you have to feel to heal because it brings you back to, you know, what are you believing? What's behind that? right? So that's a part of this, the reason behind this uh, support group they're going to be starting. So that's something uh, we're excited about. And you know, we're living in in an age right now uh, where it's really, a lot of that is increasing, right? A lot of people are turning to a lot of things like that, uh, trying to cope. And uh, so anyways, we're excited about starting that up. Another thing I'm going to be starting is a Alpha Connect group. So uh, it's basically kind of for new believers, Kind of new in the faith, maybe even those that are just inquiring in the faith and they're not in the faith, but they're, uh, and maybe some of you here have had some touch base with Alpha program in the past. I know they have a new one that they've kind of modernized, if you will, and I'm kind of waiting to get that in the mail. But anyway, so we're going to start that up and just help people get a good foundation you know, when they come into the faith or when they're seeking, you know, what's Christianity all about? And uh, one thing I like from the past, when I've done it years ago, Uh, with this is it's it's helping you not only to know what you believe but it also helps you to know why you believe and you know it says in first peter uh chapter two i think it is it says you don't always be ready to give an answer for the reason for the hope that you have and you know a lot of us might know what we believe but we don't always know why we believe it And so this just helps establish that in in people, give them a good solid foundation. There's good reasons, you know, why we have faith. Faith is not something that's not connected to to evidence and to reality. So just to help that uh, with people getting that birth in there. So that's something else we're we're excited about starting up soon. Another thing, of course, you know, our preteens are going on. And uh, we have, I think it's five leaders now. But we would, and one of those leaders might be stepping back. Uh, but we're looking at birth, the, having two more, so we're not going to birth the leaders. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're already birthed. We're just looking for you to step forward. <laughs> so anyways, we want two more leaders for that. Just because we want to have enough there, uh, as Pastor Travis kind of alluded to earlier, like we don't want to be burning people out. And so we want enough leaders to kind of help rotate that. So uh, we have two people that lead on each night. And uh, praise God for those who step forward. Martin was one, came forth uh, last fall there, just before Christmas time. Uh, But we want two more leaders. And it's not a huge training thing. So here's basically what you need to do. If that's something that's on your heart, is one, is you come out to one of the nights while the other leaders are leading and just observe them, see what they do, how they work with the kids. And then the next thing is just that you would have a heart you know, for these kids. That's all. And that you're willing just to be praying for them as you go through your week. Uh, And and share your own life. Share your own testimony with them, whatever the topic uh, might be that night. And, uh, you know, I heard somebody just say recently that every nation that has ever fallen has, well, actually, let me say it this way, that if you lose two generations in a row, then usually most nations never recover from that and and we we see that historically and you know i i think we we lost a lot of our last generation and so we can't afford to lose this generation so i just want to encourage you you let's be pouring into these kids Right. And, and and so if you're interested in helping out with that with the preteens, uh, we're looking at that. And then hopefully as we pass those on to uh to David and, and to um Chris and Allison with the youth and the young adults. Hopefully you don't mess up our hard work as as the preteens, right? So no, they're not gonna do that. You guys know what they're gonna do. But uh anyway, so uh, excited about doing that. And then uh one last thing here is uh we're gonna start up a marriage and support group. And so and I'm saying that two things. One's going to be like a course that we run, and you know in the past we've run some of those. Last year we did, uh, took a couple of uh, groups through that, and so in the past we've done Love and Respect. We're looking at, uh, we may do that again, but we're also looking at um, starting up uh, a one that comes with, uh, sorry, Family Life Canada, I believe it is, and uh, they got some really excellent material, but anyways, we just, we, we always wanna be proactive, right? We don't want people just being in crisis, and yes, we all go through things that we have to work out, but we wanna be proactive in building our marriages, making them strong marriages that they're able to go out there in the community. And you know, one thing, and I just wanna say, this would be one thing, for example, that would come up in the course, is, is we want it to be where maybe you measure the growth of your marriage, not in the fact that you don't have differences and you don't have conflict, but that when you have conflict, that those times of conflict are being shortened from the time that the conflict starts to the time that you resolve that conflict, right? What if we started, you know, uh, looking and evaluating our marriages based on that instead of thinking we have to be, you know, all over all of our conflicts and things, right? Um, So anyways, just things like that that we can learn and and grow, and there's just a lot of good things uh, in this course. And then again, as I say, not just a course, but all a support group. Sometimes, you know, it's just good for us as married couples to hook up with another married couple. That we can encourage each other, mentor each other in things. You can share things with that other couple that you've learned in your own marriage. And that maybe that's just an area where they need you to be able to speak in and, and to encourage and, and support others. So, uh, so those are just a few of the things. You know, we're excited about, about launching uh, in this year of 2022. Amen. Listen,
3: Thank you. So we're really excited about young adults. We started this new program, which is called Messing Up Everything Peter Said, and we're really excited about it.
4: <laughs> so basically, we just want to take. We just your undo youth. everything. Yeah, we'll take all the young adults. We'll basically our mantra is take everything you've been taught, <laughs> throw it out the window. <laughs> we're starting over.
3: So uh, last year, Chris and I stepped down from youth group, as you guys know, and uh, we really felt the Holy Spirit asking us to do that, and that it was good timing. And uh, for us, that was really confirmed when um, David took over, and literally within a week, the youth group had like doubled. We're like, "What the heck's going on here?" I and then, then the next, then the next week, it had like almost doubled again. It was just growing like crazy. So it was really amazing confirmation for us that it was the Holy Spirit's timing for us to move on. And uh, we've moved on to young adults, which we're really excited about. We haven't done a lot of young adults yet, though, because we started just before Christmas. So then there was lockdown and then Christmas. So we've met a couple times, but I had a scripture here that I wanted to read. And it's first... it's First Peter, it's First Peter four verse seven says, "The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, and love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those in need, a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another." And so that's really the scripture that I felt like the Lord had given us for this year for young adults, which is really in line with what's going on with the church. So we're really excited to uh, pour into them and uh, get to know them better for this year.
4: People are fun. Uh, it's one of the other things that we wanted to um, start talking about at Young Adults, other than we always recap what was preached last Sunday, so this Sunday will be an interesting recap. But um, one of the things that we wanted to bring to the young adults and and I can see it going to the church as a whole, is that um, the idea that we're living in, I mean, you hear it all the time, it's almost redundant, but the last days. And in Canada, we're seeing an increased pressure on the church. Um, We're seeing laws being passed that are restricting speech. And long story short, the Christian has to be more wise in how they're going to reach the lost. And so we want to start talking to the youth more about uh, the youth, wow, young adults. They're kind of like youth, aren't they? The young adults more on how to walk circumspectly, um, how to go about reaching the the lost with the gospel without basically getting into trouble. And and so we're going to start talking about what is, like, basically we want to prepare them for persecution. The church needs to always be prepared for persecution, but we also need to be prepared for, for standing up. In our most holy of faith, and saying like, "Look, this is the way it is," but doing that in wisdom. And so, we'd like to move forward in that. Send out your young people as so we have fun. We usually meet at our house. Right now, we're at the church because of the lockdown stuff happening. But uh, we hang out, have lots of fun, and uh, get to know each other.
3: Where's David? So, just be keeping us, of course, in your purse.
5: morning church. So as Chris and Allison mentioned, um, in addition to leading the worship team here, I have the privilege of leading the awesome youth group that we have. Um, Yeah, they're a really awesome bunch of kids. And uh, the scripture that God gave me uh, for this next season in youth uh, very much aligns with much of what's been said. Luke 11 verse 1, now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. I believe that God wants to teach the the youth, the young people of this church, more about how to pray in this season. Um, I think there's a lot of stereotypes in our culture, even in church culture sometimes, about that teenagers just want to be entertained and just, you know... Can't do anything serious, and we do have a lot of fun on Tuesday nights. And you know, we had a toboggan uh, outing yesterday. And we did some crazy stuff. We have a lot of fun, but also like the youth here, like they they're hungry for God. They're hungry for truth, and they ask really good questions and they engage in it. I love uh, Tuesday nights, getting to spend time with them. Um. And also, they have a purpose that God has given them to serve his kingdom. Uh, you know, the youth, they are the next generation, but they're also this generation. You know, they are the church of tomorrow, but they're also the church of today. They have something to contribute to the church here and now today. They have a kingdom purpose for now. Uh, that's one reason I love having youth on the worship team and back in the sound booth. Um, but ultimately, in our Christian lives, the way that we get into effectiveness for God's kingdom, the way that we build his kingdom is through prayer. God doesn't have us going around trying to do things for him apart from a relationship with him. He wants relationship. And out of that, uh, Jesus said, when you abide in me, you bear much fruit. And so, um, in this next season with youth, we're just going to be focusing on prayer, how to have relationship and fellowship and communion with God through prayer. And uh, I believe out of that, God wants to um, just release the youth into their um, into their callings and their purpose and being part of what he's doing, both in the church and in their schools and their communities. Because, yeah, the youth, they are... Um, they have a purpose to be used by God. And um, I, what I want to ask of you, church, is that um, be praying for the youth. Be praying for, you know, for the young adults and kids and preteens as well. Like, let's be praying for the next generation because and this generation because um, God is working and we all get to be part of it through prayer. So thank you believe Christine is next.
6: That's awesome. So all of this just really confirms what God has been speaking to me about our kids ministry. And, um, you know, he's using our kids right now, right? Um, not just when they get to preteens or youth or young adults, he's using them now. And, um, just, we're just building on what we have been doing, and um, a lot this year, I just feel, is going to be a prayer. So this morning, we set aside some time just to pray for the kids, and we had kids praying for the younger ones, and it was just awesome and amazing. But I have been blessed with um, beautiful paintings this month. And um, one of our um, kids that came up and is now in youth, I think, um, and this just really spoke to me um, in an amazing way. Just um, just our kids are going deeper this year. And God is just bringing them deeper and deeper in prayer and just to know that they are seated in heavenly places. Um, and the other one by Talented. So this was Ella Wilson and, um, and Faith. Um, and just that line of Judah, right? Roaring. Um, moving tombs, right? And our kids' prayers, they're moving tombs this year, right? Rolling out stones. And um, yeah, so what as a church, um, most of my time right now has been spent getting um, lessons together, um, and it takes quite a bit of time. So I'm I'm trying to get together a team that maybe once a month that we can get together and just get all that done for the the following month and just be a, a time of... Prayer and intercession for our kids as well, um, as well as, you know, our prayer team, praying for them, and as you, too, uh, keep our kids in prayer. Um, if you feel like, you know what, I want to be a part of this, but I just don't want to go upstairs, the classroom's all good, um, just come and see me. Um, yeah, and we can um, be a part of that that team who prays and, and gets the lessons together. If you do want to be, um, if you have a heart for kids and want to serve upstairs, come and see me. We can use um, lots of help. Amen. God's
1: doing awesome things. Isn't that encouraging? Amen. So God is doing things in 2022. Uh, There's a lot of vision casted. And, uh, you know, to be involved in ministry is so important. I remember, um, you know, when I, I went to visit a church with my parents that we attended when I was very little. And uh, there, was a, there was a prayer line at the end, and I was ministering. Uh, I was preaching on healing. A woman came up. She was a senior at the time, and I prayed for her. And God touched her and healed her. And she, she was weeping, and she looked up, and she goes, I just got it. And she was talking, what did you get? The, the principle about seed, time, and harvest. I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no. She goes, I was your Sunday school teacher. And I thought there was no hope for you, you know, I taught you, you know. <laughs> I can't remember the depth of that conversation, but she did. So she says, yeah, I was your Sunday school teacher. And she says, I realized how God has, you know, used me to sow the seed. And now the harvest is coming back through, through your life to my life. And so how God uses us. And so who knows, maybe you'll pour into kids or into the nursery Uh, And they become the next Billy Graham. You don't know. And what will be accredited to you and how big your crown will be, you know, when you get to heaven, right? Who knows? But anyway, God is good. Do you want to share something quickly?
7: I just want to say thank you to this wonderful body that we have, this family, because Travis and I, we were both ill. And we know there was a lot of people who were ill over Christmas. And the love, the support, the prayer, the meals, the phone calls, the connections— it is overwhelming. We have a very loving family and it just made us so proud. And yes, give yourself a hand (laughs) because you deserve it. And not just for us, but I know you've been praying for other people too. And we we need to continue that, not just in COVID times, but we need to continue that. Look out for each other, you know, and pray because the Holy Spirit and, and listen to your thoughts. Those little small nudgings, when you think of someone, it may be very well be the holy spirit just putting to your that's how he works a simple phone call you know a meal maybe some money like whatever it is that you can do to help and love on, on each other that's the body of christ and you know not just even in this body but we've had even with other other bodies of christ in the community too i just love to see that let's continue that let's be that loving body and just be pr- we're proud of you guys we're just really honored to serve here
1: Awesome. And just, um, yeah, thank you so much. Camilla, just one more thing. Serge, come up here for a second, brother. You, come on. So Serge runs, I know it's not a program of At the Crossroads Church, but we've opened, um, there was a lot of nervousness about opening up the doors of different facilities um, for the the AA groups, but I know back in 2019 uh, that I know of, there was nine suicides. Uh, And so the program like AA is so important for people. And so, you know, we said as a church, it would be irresponsible for us not to, to open up and, and for, for the groups to come in. And I just wanted you to share, how are things going? Come on up and share for a quick second how things are going with the AA group. Here you go, brother.
8: Well, first of all, I, um, I thank you, the church here, to accommodate us as a guest to be able to help people that have a need and people that uh, a lot of time, they don't know if they should live or die. And it provides a place here uh, to really talk about themselves and identify with each other and help each other and provide a fellowship that they can identify with that helps them. Uh, there's a program. Who are you laughing at? <laughs> that's Pierre. Oh, that's Pierre, okay. <laughs> we all know Pierre. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's great. Uh, There's three programs here a week, uh, Wednesday and Friday night at 7 o'clock and Sunday at 2 o'clock. So I encourage everybody that knows people that have issues with addiction uh, to reach uh, the AA uh, phone. And we all on the phone and come here and visit. And uh, thank you all for your support. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Serge. That's awesome. (laughs) And we've had, in the last year, we've had several that attended the AA are now attending the church. Um, so praise God. Amen? So God is good. Well, be blessed. I want to pray. Why don't we stand? Father, I thank you for your people, God. Father, we've come through a, a very, for some of us, a very difficult season. But God, you're with us and you're working in us. And God, I thank you for your blessing, the blessing of Abraham that rests upon your people upon every home represented here. And those that are with us online, I don't know if we mentioned you yet, but the the blessing of Abraham is upon your household and uh, the blessings of the new covenant are upon you in Jesus' name and upon your children. And all God's people said, Amen. amen. Be blessed this week as you go.
7: Thank you for listening. We
0: hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at at atthecrossroads.ca.